0: This is episode 18. Welcome to Z-Rated Success. Z-Rated Success. The podcast to help educators and those who work with youth to help them succeed by standing out instead of fitting in. This this is Z-Rated Success. And this is Nick ZZ. Hey, what's going on? It's another great day. I am super excited about today's episode. It's raining outside, so if you hear the rain, uh, it's actually stormy outside right now. Kind of similar to how it may be right now in the world of politics with everything that's happening in a political world and uh, the pandemic and everything else that we have going on. It's a bit of a stormy time for us. So what do we do as educators? How do we make things happen? How do we make things work? Well, I've been reading a book entitled Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm actually revisiting it at this time, but I've read it multiple times over the years. And it is a book written by Stephen Covey. In the book, he talks about seven habits of highly effective people. Today, I want to focus on habit number one. As you know, habits are powerful, right? Habits are powerful. It was Dr. Dennis Waitley who said that habits are like submarines—they run silent and deep. A habit is something that you don't notice. It's something that's there. You know you do it. Uh, it's something that's automatic. It's second nature. And it's what is producing the results that you have in your life today. It is what you can say produce the type of lifestyle that you're living today, the habits that you have formed. So when I look at successful educators, uh, the ones that I've interviewed, the ones that I've met over the years, all of them have this one habit in common. And that is habit number one, which is be proactive be proactive. I mean, during a time like this, it can be so easy to be reactive, to be reactive to the elections, be reactive to what's happening with with school right now, whether uh, we should still uh, be in school, should we still go on campus now that there are cases, uh, the COVID cases have gone up in some schools. So, do am I supposed to be reactive or proactive? I mean, it's easy to be reactive, right? It's easy to be reactive and say, "Well, it's stormy outside. It's stormy, and uh, as you can hear the rain, it's stormy outside." And and so so it's just not going to work out. I, I can't make it through this time. I, I can't help my students online. They're saying that is best for schools to reopen, for students to uh, be in the classroom to learn. And, and we know uh, that there, there there's research, right, and studies that show that students learn better in person than they do online. However, they're saying that a lot of students have fallen behind with online learning. So that's why it is ex- extremely important that uh, schools reopen and stay open uh, for classes, and I get that. I understand that. So uh, but there's there's a whole lot of other variables in this, a lot of other issues that go along with that. But again, like I said, it's easy for us to be reactive. But I want to challenge you today to be proactive. Be proactive. Whatever life throws at you, whatever circumstances, whatever challenges you may be facing with uh, in your life right now, whatever challenges you have right now in your life, I challenge you to be proactive. I challenge you to step up. I challenge you to take initiative. And what does that look like? What does that mean, like to be proactive? See, being proactive means more than taking initiative, It means our behavior is a function of our decisions, not our conditions. So when I am proactive, my behavior is a function of my decision, not my condition, not the conditions around, not the weather outside. Being proactive is response ability, response ability, the ability to choose your response. The ability to choose your response. So when you look at everything that's happening today in our world, there are things, you know, there are things that we have no control over. So why even bother to stress over it? Why even bother to focus on it, right? I'm only, I choose, in fact, I choose to focus on the things that I can control. I choose to focus on how I can help my students when they're in my Virtual classroom or in my uh, my classroom at the school, I choose to focus just on them and see how I can help them learn to see how I can help them grow. So response ability, response ability is the ability to choose your response. So this is what it means to be proactive. So being proactive, again, is also to act instead of being acted upon. To act instead of being acted upon. I remember uh, it was last year, I, I did a, uh, presented a, a PD uh, for teachers at a teacher conference. And it, the title of the program that I presented uh, was called Teach Like a Zebra. And one of the tenets of the program is uh, teaching teachers how to maximize limited resources. And many of the teachers there, when I had asked, how many of you feel like you don't have enough resources, like you, you wish you had better textbooks, you wish you had better resources to help your students? And about 99% of the audience raised their hands. And then I began to speak about different ways in which they could maximize uh, their limited resources. And then I left it open and I asked teachers who had done that and who had limited resources, but who was who were able to get additional resources by taking initiative, by being proactive. And one teacher raised her hand, one of the teachers that spoke, uh, said that she wrote a grant, and I said, "Oh, grants." Never thought about that, but she said, "Yeah, I I, I write grants, and and I'll write a grant, and then I'll and we'll get an award, and then we'll use that money to buy additional uh, resources for our students." And I thought, well, she could have decided to be reactive. She could have said, "Well, you know, since administration's not doing it, or since administration haven't gotten to it, then." Uh, I'll just wait. Uh, We're just going to have to use these outdated textbooks. I can't do anything about it. I'm just in the classroom. But no, she was proactive. She was thinking about the students in the classroom. How can I, as an educator, as their teacher, they're here with me for for an hour, uh, three times a week or five times a week. So these students are here with me. How can I show up for them? How can I uh, use what we have or use the skills that I have to to get more of what we need, to get what we need. And that's what she did. She wrote grants. So I want you to think about your situation right now. Think about what you're dealing with right now. How can you be proactive? How can you act instead of being acted upon? Here's another example. Uh, Many of my students were still struggling with learning how to turn in their assignments in Google Classroom. So uh, every time I would assign homework, uh, students will say, "Mr. Zizi, how do I answer the questions in the worksheet that you assigned?" And then I would tell them, and I, I found that I kept doing that over and over and over and over again. Then I said, "You know what, uh, class? Please let me know those of you who are here who who still have ch- challenges with." Completing your assignments in Google Classroom, let me know. And about, I would say, 50% of the class raised their their hands, their Zoom hands. And then I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set some time later today. And I said, everyone who needs help, please come. And I'm going to walk you through this. I'll do a tutorial of how to get through it. How to turn in your assignments. How to complete the uh, worksheets and so on and so forth. Two o'clock came around and and I did a tutorial for the class. Mind you, I did it in a class before. I did two or three tutorials in a class before, but I had a lot of students who were still struggling uh, with learning the technology, learning how to uh, turn their assignments in through Google Classroom. But... During that tutorial, we were able to get it done. And then there were other students who still had challenges. Then I met with those students later on that week. But my job as the educator is to make it happen, right? It's our job to make it happen, no matter what. Like, make it happen. It is me. It's up to me to make this happen. I remember my interview with Dr. Steve Perry. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that interview, Please go back and listen to it. Episode 008. During that interview, uh, Dr. Steve Perry uh, had asked him this question. I said, uh, some teachers say that, well, we don't have enough resources or we don't have enough help. Uh, parents aren't involved. Administration's not helping. And we feel like we're all alone trying to help our students learn and, and do well in school. And and I said, I told him that. I said, that's what a lot of educators have shared with me over the years. And I have felt that way many times, teaching and working with teens over the years. And he said, Nick, look, when the students are in a classroom, it's you. It's you. I said, well, what if the the students came and, and they were reading below grade level? He said, no, no, it's still you. It's still up to you to make the students learn to help them learn to help them to get on the same page with everyone else and i said well in my mind i'm thinking well that's not fair what about what about the other you know the other school where the student came from he said no no it's it's you it's you as the educator we have to make this up in our mind we have to say look when the students come to us doesn't matter what level they're reading what grade level they're reading on or Whatever it is that they have missed prior to coming to us, it is our job to help them to get caught up to speed and learn. That's our job. And I thought to myself, I said, well, that's a lot more work than uh, I would think most of us would think that we've signed up for, right? We. I thought, well, I'm, I'm signing up to teach 7th graders or 8th graders. That's my job. I'm teaching 8th graders. And that's what I'm going to focus on. I have a student who is reading at the uh, fourth grade level who's in seventh grade. And I was thinking to myself, like, how did you end up in my class? How did this happen? How did, What happened? I mean, how did this happen? So I'm working with their parents. I'm also working with the school to see how we can help bring the student up to speed so that they can learn the concepts that we're teaching, the information that we're teaching In my class So again, it's up to us And we have to take initiative We have to act instead of be acted upon And that's the difference between A reactive educator and a proactive educator The reactive educator says There's nothing I can do I mean, it's just too late They're too far behind But the proactive educator says I can do it I'll find a way I can choose a different approach. Whatever the challenge is that you are dealing with right now, I want you to be proactive about it. Like, be proactive. Like, this I'm going to do. Now, if, if a student is way behind, then you may want to speak to administration and say, I don't think the student should be in my class because they're not going to do well. They're not going to do well at all. But see what you can do to help bring them up to speed. But if they're way behind, they may have to repeat the grade level or uh, or find a different program that can help them. But again, we must be proactive. We must take initiative and make things happen. And as I come to a close, I want us to think about everything that's happening today in our world. There are many reasons, as I stated earlier, as to why we can Be reactive. There are many reasons why we can blame. We can blame administration, we can blame parents, we can blame students, we can blame everybody, right? But instead of blaming, I want us to do what George Bernard Shaw said. He said that people are always blaming circumstances for where they are. I don't believe in circumstances the people who get on in this world look for the circumstances that they want, and if they can't find them, they create them. If you can't find the circumstances that you want, create them. If you can't find the circumstances that you want, as a proactive educator, as a proactive teacher, if you can't find the circumstances that you want, create them. And that's what it comes to. If I can't find it, if it's not available, I need to create it. I can meet with my students during uh, the weekend on Zoom to help them get caught up. I can find different programs, different resources that we can give to them so that they can learn. Again, if you can't find the circumstances that you want, create them. That's my challenge for you today. Go out there and make it happen. Thank you for listening to Z-Rated Success. I hope you learned something about standing out. If you are an educator that wants to get a professional development or a presentation for your students to help build their self-esteem so that they are not following the crowd, but they are knowing who they are so they can stand out, please send an email to Info at NickZZ.com so we can set up a time to talk. I would love to see about getting my speaking programs or my books or my professional development program in your school. Thank you so much for listening. And that's a wrap. I'm your host, Nick ZZ, reminding you today that imitation is limitation. Unleash your zebra. If you've received value from today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and visit Z-RatedSuccess.com for more tips and strategies that will help you stand out instead of fit in. Reminding you today to unleash your zebra. Unleash your zebra.